Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. Hello, how are you? I trust you're doing well today. And even if you're not well, praise the Lord today anyway, because it is his day that he has made and he has such wonderful things prepared for you. Yes, believe it today that God has prepared great things for you and for me. I believe it. And it doesn't matter how it looks like. Maybe the world situation is down Maybe your personal situation is down, but praise the Lord. God, he is not limited to the things that are going on in the natural. He is supernatural, and we need supernatural miracles. I believe in the supernatural miracles of God, and I have received them, and I have seen them, unexplainable things. And that's what I want to preach about today, what I want to talk with you about today that God has done so many unexplainable things, and he wants to do things in your life that are unexplainable. And you can only say, well, this is a miracle from the miracle-working God. You know, when we leave all to follow him, we have no idea all the blessings and miracles and good things that will come into our life and flow through our life to the people around us. When we follow him, we know that good things are in store. I know so many people that follow the Lord. Well, they always talk about the yoke, and they talk about the price they had to pay, and about the difficulties on the way, and all the heavy choices they had to make and all the friends that they had to leave behind, and all the work that they had to do for the gospel. Well, I don't know who they are following, but the God that I follow, he is a rewarder, hallelujah, by his grace and by his favor and by his goodness. I've been able to serve him all of my life and uh, about 35 years in the ministry now. And I can say he has been a good boss to me. He has been a good Lord to me. He has been a good father to me. And he has been so gracious to me. Yes, I say by his grace, I've been able to follow him. Well, I'm not perfect. And I've made my mistakes and I've done dumb things. Yes, we do dumb things sometimes that look so smart at the moment that we do it. But It was dumb, but God, oh, he rewarded me anyway with his favor and his goodness based upon the blood that was shed for me, based upon the price that Jesus paid for me. And God did not do according to what I deserved, but he did according to his love and his goodness to me. And he multiplied things in my life. And he multiplied so many times the things in life And he wants to multiply things in your life, the good things, the blessings. Oh, I believe it. I think of that great miracle in John chapter 2 about the water that turned into wine. Well, it did not just turn into wine by itself, but it was a miracle of multiplication. I just want to quickly go through that story. You know that Jesus was at that wedding celebration and everybody was rejoicing with the couple. And that was a very important moment that the blessing of God 
would come upon that couple and they would enjoy that blessing in their married life. But, well, the wine, there was no more wine and there was panic there because that was a signal and a sign. What do you do if you have this great celebration? You're celebrating the marriage, you're celebrating the favor of God, the abundance upon that marriage, but suddenly the wine is gone. You know, some people, they're always going to say, well, you know, all that misery, it already started on that wedding day. The wine was gone. That was a signal. That was something telling that that wedding would not be much. That married life would not be much. But you know, Jesus was there and he made a miracle of multiplication. He had those six jars there, those water jars, and he said, fill them with water. And he didn't even touch it himself, but he gave the commandment. Oh, maybe you are looking for a touch. Maybe you are looking for something visible, but you know, there was nothing visible there. Jesus said, fill those jars with water. And it was at least 120 gallons, at least 500 liters of water. That's a lot of water to turn into wine. But I tell you, even to turn one liter or one gallon into wine is a great miracle. So if you can do one liter, why not do 500 liters and believe it for you? I mean, maybe you say, well, that miracle's too big, but you know, a small miracle is also a miracle that's impossible. So be it small or big, believe that God is able to do it. And he said, now bring it to the ceremony master, the master of the feast, and let him taste it. You know, it was based upon faith. They had to follow those commandments on faith. And as they followed them, it said the master of ceremony came and he said, well, this, I've never seen this before. You always give the good wine first. And then afterward, when people are a little drunk, a little tipsy, you give them the bad wine, but you have saved the best for last. Oh, that's another great thing here. Believe it for your life that the best is still to come. The best is still on its way. And God will do it through a miracle of multiplication. I think of that other story in Luke chapter 5, the miracle catch of fish. I like it. It was a net-breaking, boat-sinking catch of fish. I like that statement, a net-breaking, boat-sinking catch of fish. And you know, those sailors, those fishermen, they were struggling, fighting to get that catch on board. Oh, I hope some moment in your life you have to struggle to bring in the abundance of the Lord because it's so much and the nets are about to break and the boat is about to sink because of the abundance of blessings that God has brought into your life. You know what Jesus, he said, go out to the deep. And you know, Jesus, he said, go out to the deep and throw out your nets. Well, again here, they had to do something. They had to be obedient. They had to follow the commandment of the Lord. If you want a miracle of multiplication in your life, you need to follow the commandments of the Lord. And maybe you are praying and saying, well, Lord, give me a vision. Oh, Lord, give me a commandment. Oh, Lord, I'm waiting for your word. And maybe months later, you're still there on your knees saying, oh, Lord, give me that word. And years later, you're still on your knees. Oh, Lord, give me that word. I want to follow your commandments. 
because I need that miracle of multiplication. And now you're already an old man and you're still waiting. Oh, Lord, give me your words. And you're waiting for the words of God to come that you can follow his commandments. Well, I remember that day that I went to my father and I said, Papa, I want a word of the Lord. And he took his Bible and he shoved it in my hands and he said, Here, son, a book full of words of the Lord, a book full of commandments of God that will bring blessings into your life. Oh, stop waiting for those words and start reading those words and following those words, living those words, doing those commandments that God gives in his words. And you will see that word is full of power. All that Bible, that book that has maybe gotten dusty because it's been laying closed on your bed table for so long, pick it up again. Start reading it. Oh, I'm not saying don't pray and don't wait upon the Lord. But what are you doing praying and waiting upon the Lord and not reading and following the commandments that are written down for you and for me? Oh, open up that Bible. It is the word of God. Well, they went out and they threw out those nets. Oh, they had been toiling the whole night. They had been working the whole night. They were fishermen and they knew what they were doing. And they had done everything at the right time, at the right place, in the right way, in that same sea that they were fishing now after Jesus gave the commandment. But it had given them nothing. But now, on the commandment of Jesus, as they obeyed, suddenly in that same sea, at the time you should not go fishing, oh, but they followed his word. That net was so full that it was about to break. Or I think of another story. In John chapter 6, oh, there were so many people there, thousands of people. The Bible says 5,000 men, women, and children not even counted. Oh, there were 10, 15, 20,000 people there sitting there listening to Jesus, and they were hungry because they have been waiting there. Oh, they did not want to leave to eat. They had been waiting there in front of the Lord to listen to every word that came out of his mouth. Oh, yes, this is so important. So many of us, we run after our stomach, but they did not run after their stomach. They ran after the words, the bread that came out of the mouth of Jesus, and they were satisfied, hallelujah, not only in spirit, but Jesus would also satisfy their stomach. Oh, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, go and you give them to eat. And they said, we have nothing. Oh, that's always the first thing we say. We don't have nothing. We don't have enough. Well, in one way it was true, but don't let it come out of your mouth. I don't have nothing. Oh, what was it that Peter and John said? Silver and gold we have not, but what we have we give to you. Yes, you might not have enough bread to feed 5,000 or 20,000 people. You might not have enough money to buy bread for them, but what you have, oh, you have Jesus on the inside. Give it to the people because he will do the miracle of multiplication. And so, well, they didn't have nothing. They didn't know where to buy it. They didn't have enough money to buy it. The store didn't have enough to give to them. But there was this young lad, and he had a couple of bread, pieces of bread, and he had a couple of fish. It wasn't much at all. 
Oh, it was nothing in comparison. And maybe you say what I have is nothing in comparison, but he gave it to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. There are such a lessons here today. Don't say I have nothing. Don't say what I have is nothing, but what you do have, even though it's nothing in your eyes, give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord and let him multiply it. And so they gave it to the Lord and he bid them to sit down in groups and he blessed it and then he broke it and it multiplied. And it said all those people ate and they ate as much as they could eat. They didn't share little crumbs. They all ate as much as they could eat and they were satisfied and full and 12 baskets of bread and fish were left over. I think of that other story in 1 Kings chapter 17. Oh, that was the prophet Elijah there and the widow of Sarpat. I'm sure you know this story. I preached on it before on this network or on this broadcast. Yes, and that woman, she had a son. She was a widow. She only had enough oil and enough flour to bake one more bread. She would eat it with her son. And then she was prepared to wait until they would die. Oh, what a pitiful story. And maybe you are on the same point in your life. You have nothing and you're afraid you're going to die, you and your family. Oh, but the man of God was there. And the man of God is here right now. And he said to that woman, he said, woman, go and do as you have said. Make that bread. But first, first. Give me a little bread. Give me something. Oh, what a word to speak out. And I'm saying the same to you. Maybe you have nothing and you're afraid you're going to die soon. But of what you have, first give the Lord a share. Give the Lord a part. Oh, even if the Lord puts it on your heart, give the last thing to him. Give him everything. And that what you give to him, he will multiply it. He will work a miracle and he will bless you. And the prophet of the Lord, he said, listen to this. If you will do this, the oil and the flour will not run dry. And so it happened. The oil did not run dry for all that time that they were there together. And the man of God and this widow and her son, they were saved by the miracle of multiplication. Another story, Second Kings chapter 4 the prophet this time is Elisha. And there was a woman who cried out to Elisha. And she said, my husband is dead. And now the creditors are coming and they're going to take away my two sons. I cannot pay for the loan that we have. I don't know how to get out of this mess. And Elisha, he said, well, what will I do for you? What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? Well, she didn't have enough money. She didn't have the means to get out of that mess herself. But she said, I have something. I have a little, a small jar of olive oil. And Elisha, he said, go and borrow containers from your neighbors, empty containers, and not just a few, but fill your house with all those containers. Close the door behind you and start pouring from that little jar into those jars. And through that little jar, you will fill all those containers with oil and you can sell it and you can pay your debt by it. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I don't know what word has come to your life, 
and maybe you got that word from the prophet, but you didn't believe in it. You didn't trust that word of God that came out of the Bible, and so, well, you went home, but you didn't fill your house with the containers. You didn't prepare yourself for the abundance. Oh, the word of the Lord is coming to you right now. Prepare yourself for the abundance. Believe the word of God. Oh, he has done it, and he will do it again and again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. Be it oil, be it bread, be it fish, be it wine. Oh, I don't know what your need is, but God knows exactly how to fill that need, and he will find a way to multiply something in your life that will become a blessing for you. Hallelujah. Oh, believe it today. Well, she went home and she got as much containers as she could, and she filled all those containers with oil that ran through that small jar that she had, but she had given it into the authority of the Lord in obedience to the commandment that the man of God gave her. Oh, there is something you can do. Oh, there is something you must do, but you must do it in faith, in obedience, and you must believe that God, who has done it again and again, will do it again and again, and this time he will do it for you. I want to pray for you, my dear friend. Oh, I don't know in what kind of a need you are. Maybe you need healing to flow. Maybe you need deliverance to flow. Maybe you need some kind of financial miracle. Maybe you need a new job or a house or a car. Maybe you need a spiritual miracle. You need joy to flow back into your spirit, into your soul. You need peace to come into your heart and into your mind. Maybe you need a miracle in your marriage or in your family life. I don't know what it is, but God, he knows, and he is with you right now. And Father, I thank you that you have done it again and again, and you will do it again, and you will do it again today. Oh, as I'm praying for my listeners, oh, you know exactly who's on the other hand. You know exactly what their need is, and you already have prepared a way to supply in that need. Oh, through Jesus, Lord, every miracle is multiplied. Through Jesus, every blessing flows. Through Jesus, Lord, oh, we can receive all your promises because they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Oh, Lord, do that miracle of forgiveness. Let forgiveness flow and be multiplied in their life. Let healing flow and be multiplied in their life. Oh, let blessings flow and let them be multiplied in their life. Do it now in Jesus' mighty name. I ask you, Heavenly Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, bless them right now, and Lord, give them miracles, and let them give glory unto you, because you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 